you are in for a treat because we have our first ever Reina Crew, where we are going to be discussing love and money. So stay tuned because it is a good one. Need a judgment-free zone when it comes to your financial life? Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for today's Latina who typically thinks English but feels her Latina culture through and through. I am your host, Jen Hempel, and each week we have down-to-earth money conversations from people in La Comunidad Latina that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. Lista? Let's do it. Hola, Reina. Hey, Queen. How is it going? This is Jen Hempel, your host. And today we are having our first ever panel, which I have called the Reina Crew. You'll see this once a month where I invite different women, and it could be you. <laughs> and we discuss the theme of the month. So for a long time, I've been wanting to do this, but I honestly didn't have the technology or maybe I did and I just didn't know how to use it. But now I do have the technology and I'm able to do it. So here we are. And I am pumped to for you to get to know these mujeres. We have Wendy Amara, who is a highly accomplished transformational strategy coach, speaker, trainer, and best-selling author. And we just recently connected her and I, and oof, she is amazing. Then we also have Elle Martinez, who if you've been around for a while, you have heard from her before. She is a creator and award-winning blogger of Couple Money, a personal finance site, and a podcast dedicated to helping spouses get on the same page, pay off their debts faster, and build wealth together. And last, but very much not least, we have Cristina Maduro, who is an eight-year veteran stylist with Stella and Dot, who started in the sports industry, then the corporate sector to entrepreneurship and beyond, where she realized her love for style. I personally had a chance to work with her recently, and she really knows how to work her magic with styling. Today, we discuss this month's theme, love and money, in his amazing conversation. It's raw vulnerable and honest to goodness, real. And in this today's episode, they each share if they had that money talk before they got married and the impact of having or not having it done so, right? And as well as each of our Reina crew shares a time where they weren't on the same page with their spouse and what resulted from that, as well as their best piece of advice on their personal experience to help you navigate love and money. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer our first ever Reina Crew. This month on the podcast, the theme is all about love and money. And I wanted to bring you ladies and your experience to have a conversation on this topic just to draw your experiences, your wisdom, because I know you have it. Doesn't matter where you're at in your marriage, how long you've been married or in the relationship. We each have some sort of experience. We've each learned some sort of lesson. And I want to showcase what you have learned throughout your relationship. So First, even though our listeners already know exactly what you do, I want to go around and I'm going to start with you, Wendy, 
to tell us just a little bit about you, maybe how long you've been married and a little bit of what, of what you do, those type of things. Sure. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. This is exciting. Um, so I am a strategic life and business coach. I've been a coach for the last going on 15 years. Actually, before I met my husband, I was coaching <laughs> um, and I met him through a training and uh, he was also interested in kind of transformational kind of work. Uh, so we both considered ourselves quite evolved <laughs> in terms of working on ourselves, right? We had done a lot of self-development work. So we just assumed that the money conversation was going to be an easy thing and that, you know, money was just going to get handled because we had done so much self-work, work on how we communicate, you know, and me as a, as a coach, I mean, I do this work for a living. I help people reach their goals. I just thought money would automatically get handled and it didn't. It for sure didn't. So we've learned a lot. I've been married now for 13 years and we have three children. Our daughter is seven and then we have twins that are four years old. So when we had the twins, that was a real wake up call. Talk about transformational living. Everything went up, right? And it, everything was like a, on a scale of one to 10, everything was a 15. <laughs> the highs were high. The lows were low. Communication got tough. Sleep got tough. Just connection was tough and, and our finances got tight because now we had, you know, twice as many diapers, twice as many, you know, wipies. We had to buy a minivan <laughs> because we had three in car seats, right? It was just, it was, it was definitely a, a challenge, but we stepped up to it and we learned a lot about ourselves. And now we're in a much better place financially than we were even when we had the twins four years ago. So. So yeah, I would love to share more about that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't wait. How about you, Christina? Well, and also thank you so much, Jen, for inviting me onto this opportunity to, to chat. I feel like the universe acts in funny ways. And this topic in general has been very interesting as I hear and learn about my other co-guests because I've been married for about 18 years and we have two teenage daughters and I was Miss Corporate Woman when and all about corporate life and, and getting my master's degree when I met my husband. As a matter of fact, that was one of the things that attracted him so much was my driven personality when it came to, you know, my intellectual development. And I come from a family. My dad's an entrepreneur. I worked for my dad for several years. And all of the women in our family are, are very successful in their own right. When I had my first daughter was three, I turned to, I decided to stop working in my corporate life. That took me, you know, my, my hours were crazy. My commute was crazy. And that's pretty much when things changed because self-discovery and all these things that I didn't consider started popping up in my life because I was now a mother and I did not identify with the person that I had identified with for 30 years and, and who, what that person looked like and what they did and the kind of clothes that she wore. <laughs> and so I feel like just until now, so now my daughters are 13 and 16, God help us. And I feel like this journey and being on the same page or being on different pages is now kind of coming to um, the forefront. We're probably not where I think we should be, but even 
my perspective and my journey or our journey is, I don't know many people. I have an extremely supportive husband. We don't talk about money. It was never an issue for me before we got married because I had plenty of it. (laughs) And when we got married, we did talk about it. We went through, we were Catholic and we went through that pre-Cana with the priest. And my husband and I come from very different socioeconomic backgrounds. My responsibilities were zero and his responsibilities were plus a (laughs) hundred. And that hasn't changed for him in terms of, you know, finance. And he takes care of his parents and with some help from siblings, but he is the responsible person, air quotes, or the, the expected person to help out. And for me, I'm the youngest. And my job, my dad made sure, like when I was a student, that was my job. When I was working and going to grad school, that was my job. And so I've had to pull up my big girl panties. (laughs) And these conversations, I think, are things after 18 years, because of our circumstances have changed so much, need to be had. So I know that was a long answer. But no, I love that because I can't wait to dive in more onto that. (laughs) Just because you mentioned you don't talk. And that's the reality of a lot of people. And even in our relationship, there's times where I'm like, and I'm, th- I'm in this, and this is the, my space. This is my profession. And sometimes I don't want to talk about money with my husband, right? It's just a reality because maybe it's going to cause some sort of tension or, you know, especially we had an instance again with lending or gifting relatives uh, money. And it was my in-laws reached out to me, right? So instead of him, anyways, so that's another conversation. So that's like, an example of when I don't want to talk about money <laughs> because anyways, so no. So I'm glad you mentioned that. So L, how about you? Well, you know, this is my wheelhouse from experience. So I started Couple Money, like quite frankly, because we've probably made every mistake and I'm excited about this because like when my husband and I first started talking about money, we thought it was going to be an easy conversation. I kind of agree with Wendy. Actually, a lot of things Wendy and I have in common. We'll be 13 years of marriage in December. And then we have two kids, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. So I can't copy you with the twins. You you get the gold star for that. (laughs) But like for us, we thought this was going to be such a simple conversation because we met in college and we got married. He had just graduated and I was wrapping things up. So, I mean, two broke kids, you know really, what's that going to be? Not a hard conversation, right? And that was an eye opener. So we also had debt that came into the marriage, you know, and that was a question of who pays what. I'll be honest that we had some conversations where I felt like because I brought a certain amount of debt, I should be responsible for it. And it was definitely an eye opener, both for relationship, for finances, but really an opportunity now looking back to get into really what money is about, which is like priorities and values. You know, you spend your money, I mean, after taking care of the essentials on what matters to you. And so sometimes you don't start off on the same page. And that was us. And we had two different money backgrounds. That was the the whole spark that started my journey with marriage and finances. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. So let's dive into the first question. And they say, 
we, you know, there's some things you need to talk about prior to getting married. And one of them is talking about money. So I'm curious as to each of you, and I know, Christina, you got married through that. We'll start with you. You got married through the Catholic Church. Did you have the money talk with your husband prior to getting married? Or if you didn't, if you reflect back now, how has that impacted your relationship in terms of how you manage your money today? Yeah, so we did have the talk relative to when we met with our priest, relative to just acknowledging potential pitfalls that could come later on in marriage. It's funny. So money, because I was in a position, we have separate bank accounts and we still do. So, and I was working a regular, now I'm um, more freelance, an entrepreneur. And so I don't have that like regular paycheck. So as far as having the money talk, we knew that we were going to keep things separately. Again, we didn't feel like it was an issue. I liked nice things and I could afford them at that time. So it was like, do whatever you want to do with your money. And we had a joint account, which was basically the gifts that we received as a couple. And then he has, you know, his account that he would deposit from his work into his account. And then, you know, it's the same. He has accounts with his mom so that he can help his parents and so forth. So I don't remember what the second part is. So I don't know that we had some in-depth conversation. Um, Oh, I think it was how did it impact? I think my husband's super stressed out. And I know that I don't help (laughs) because the things that, and, and my kids, you know, fortunately, my kids' education is covered from their grandparents and they're in private schools. And we knew that going in, that that was a commitment that my parents had made to us. I think he's super stressed out and, and not addressing it isn't going to improve. And yet we still haven't had a conversation about it. I think he keeps trying to live up to what he thinks that I deserve or what, you know, maintain this level of uh, finance that really doesn't exist, but it is what perhaps I was accustomed to. So he'll keep doing whatever he has to do. And behind the scenes, it is not um, where I think it should be. Yeah, the reality of it. Well, I appreciate that frankness, because it shows that one, we don't have to have everything figured out, right? I mean, marriage is a journey in itself, right? And it's and then the relationship where it's just a journey, we figure things out, or we think we have it figured out, then something else happens, and we have to figure that out. So I appreciate that honesty, Christina. Now, Elle, how about you? Did you have that money talk uh, before getting married? We did. And it's probably unusual compared to other couples, but we were pretty proactive. So my parents are divorced. And I wanted to make sure coming into this marriage, like I said it, you know, as in best possible light, best, you know, possible position. I started asking friends that were happily married that I admire. And it was funny because you meet these people, they're kind, they're generous. And here they are telling me 
don't forget to talk about finances. And I did not make the connection. And at that time, I didn't realize it was kind of like an invisible script in my mind that like, you know, generous people, they don't care about money. Like it works itself out. And so when they told me that, I said, okay, that that's reasonable. I should talk to him because at that time we hadn't talked about it because I didn't think it was going to be really a conversation. I was a working college kid. I was making a little bit more than my boyfriend at the time, now husband. But I mean, we both had used cars. We did the cheap eats, all the like college concerts that were free. We were there around town. So I was like, this is going to be easy. And I talked with him and he said, yeah, this is smart. Let's, let's do that. We had recently gotten engaged. We sat down and it, to be honest, maybe it was good that I was like confident because I was about to be unconfident. He only had one debt. It was one semester's worth of college that he had the money to pay off, you know, once that grace period is over after graduation. And for me, I had, first of all, could not give him the exact amount of my debt because I had an idea of what I had, a couple thousand in credit cards. I had a car loan, little Jetta. And then I had my student loans for the like last year and a half. So I gave him a ballpark figure, but basically at that time it was like total was 30K in debt. We're going to go into this marriage and about 25 was mine. So um, that was an eye opener for me. And I do like recommend couples as soon as possible to start even like small conversations about money. Lesson learned though, I wouldn't start the way we did. I mean, it was good to get the numbers out front. But I think one of the easier ways to talk about money and numbers is kind of talk about like, well, goals, what do you want to do? You know, are are we going to, you know, buy a house? Are we going to be the couple that travels, start a business, start a family, both? Um, and when you talk about goals, then you can kind of introduce, well, here's what I'm doing now towards that. This is what I have saved up. Or before I do this, I need to take care of this. But that's not what we did. It was kind of like rip the Band-Aid off. And it was a blessing because we immediately realized, hey, we approach finances differently. Why do we do that? Let's figure out. Because we neither one of us wanted to stress out over money just based on our personalities. And like I said, my parents were divorced. I didn't want to go through that. And for him, like money wasn't a source of stress because they're like a family of savers, but also at the same time, a lot of them weren't investing. So we had gaps between us that we definitely wanted to fix as we were entering this marriage and this partnership. And uh, yeah. So basically the impact was like, okay, we did have a money talk, but maybe it wasn't the way we should have done it, right? We just, we should have probably talked about goals and values. For you, that's, that was your reflection. If you can, like, if you're dating now, you know, don't go like, what's your credit score? What's your, you know, what your debt? Uh, that, that's intimidating. And really, what is money? Like I had mentioned earlier, it's like, what do you prioritize? What do you value? So kind of enter that way, little sideways door. And then you, you have smaller conversations, but we did not do that. So that's like a lesson learned. But at the same time, I'm still grateful for because we got that out front. Makes sense. And how about you, Wendy? Yes. So the question is, did we have the money conversation right before and how did it impact us? So no, we did not have the money conversation. We were in love. And again, we had this idea that we had both done a lot of transformational work on ourselves, right? 
And therefore, we were all good. <laughs> we didn't have to think about money. And it was uncomfortable to really talk about money. I didn't even know exactly how much he made. That's true love. Here I go getting married. Yeah, here I go jumping in and uh, not knowing exactly how much he makes. Now, at the time, he made more money than I did because I was contracting out and doing a little bit of work here or there, but I was basically starting to build my business or transitioning actually. Yeah, I was transitioning the first couple of years out of, out of the nonprofit field. So I was working in the nonprofit. So he made more money than I did. And at the beginning, we were still trying to figure out like, what are our plans? So the challenges came when we decided we wanted to buy a house, right? So two years into the marriage, I say, you know, we really need to buy a piece of property because that's what's going to be best for our family and, you know, in the long run and all that. And so that's when we were like, well, I guess we should look at our finances. Uh, <laughs> and at that point, I was eager to get into something within six months, you know, so I was, you know, wanting to move things along. And then we pulled his credit. Dun, dun, dun. There was the reality check for me of, oh, my goodness, we should have had this conversation four years ago before we got married even to have figured some stuff out. So turns out he thought he had really good credit because he always paid everything on time. But when he was younger, when he was like 19, he had closed a bunch of credit cards. Yeah, which you're never supposed to do. Apparently, you're not supposed to actually close an account. And he'd gotten himself into some sort of money challenge at the time. And so he had just decided, okay, forget it. I'm canceling all my credit cards. And he canceled like five cards and close them. And that stays on your record, right? For a certain amount of time. And then that lowers your credit score. Apparently, if you actually close a card, not just if you have it open and it's, you know, at zero balance, but if you actually call the company, right? And he had closed a bunch of credit cards. So then we go house hunting and his credit is like, you know, down in the dumps. And our financial loan officer basically tells us, yeah, you guys got to fix this. And then we had to make a plan for fixing it, which took like another six months. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. So that's when reality really hit both of us of, okay, this is something we should have been managing this whole time. We should have been kind of keeping track. We we're just kind of doing it by the seeds of our pants. Like, okay, you're going to pay the mortgage. I'm going to pay this. I'm, it wasn't really anything we really sat down to plan. And we would only talk about it when there was a problem, right? When there was some sort of issue or challenge. So that incident with the credit coming up and us looking for a house and all that really started changing things. And then once we became homeowners, we were like, okay, we really need to keep track. And then within two years, we bought our second property. And then we were still like, okay, we both became really educated about money and finances and realized, okay, this is something we really need to plan. And then once you have kids, you just feel like so much more responsible, right? For their well-being and for how you're spending your money. So once we had the kids, we started even more checking in with each other and doing like a monthly check-in where we go over the finances and kind of, you know, make decisions from there. Uh, but a lot of things have changed in, the, in that time frame. I now make, you know, more money than he does now. So it's interesting how the roles have kind of shifted a little bit. Yeah. But definitely we were the couple that didn't talk about anything until we got in trouble. And then we're like, oh, oops, we should have been talking about this, you know, years before. <laughs> right. What I'm hearing based on what you ladies are saying is 
there is some sort of conversation that needs to be had prior to marriage. Uh, maybe it's not the direct conversation in terms of, yes, I think there is, I think there's something to be had about knowing like the debt and maybe the credit score, but maybe not the first thing that needs to be talked about. And I, th- I like what Elle said is just talking about the goals and your values. I think that just based on what I'm hearing, it's, it feels like to me what y'all ladies think is that that should be probably like the first and, and yes, the credit score would be important, right? Especially if you're going to buy a house or do those things and understanding the debt. So you understand, because I know when my husband and I got married, I was the one that didn't have debt because I was fortunate with college and scholarships and those type of things. But he was bringing in the, uh, the student loans and there was a lot of guilt and he didn't like that. For me, it was like, oh, a challenge. We're going to pay that. I, am I weird or what? I love you, Jen. You have such a big heart. I'm like, ooh, debt? Let's do this. <laughs> I know, I'm weird. But uh, so it was just a different way of, of how I was thinking. But I think definitely there is a conversation that needs to be had, but just how you approach the conversation and what you start off with, I think is also important, just from what I'm hearing and your experiences. So let's move on to the next question. And let's start with you, Elle. Has there been a time where you and your husband have not been on the same page? And how did you handle it? From day one? Uh, no, um, <laughs> we, I mean, we just had different personalities. And I think when we had that money talk and I had the credit cards and all this, and he just had this student loan, we found out we just saw money differently. We approached it differently. So, you know, my mom had raised us, three of us, a single mom as teachers, not a great salary, loved what she was doing though. And she was overall pretty good with finances. But yes, there were some months that she put certain things on the credit card. And then, of course, eventually, you know, she paid it back. And so I grew up with this mentality is if you can afford the payments, you can afford it. Whether, you know, you put something on the card or you can afford the car payment and student loans, as long as it's like X per month, I should be able to, you know, wing it. And that's what I grew up with. That was kind of how I approached finance because I was like, okay, Obviously, when I graduate, pay is going to go up and it'll take care of itself or I'll come up with the plan. And for him, um, like his dad had a family business that he was a part of, but they basically kept almost like a cash base budget. Like if they didn't have it, they didn't have it. They didn't rely on credit because, you know, it, very easily when you're running a business, he's a bricklayer and they did construction you know, too much debt, like it can snowball very quickly. So that mentality was like savings, cash on hand before you make a purchase. And that's what he was used to. So I think very quickly, we weren't seeing on the same page how we were going to handle our finances when we got married. Like, how are we going to do this? So I wish I could say it was like, oh yeah, after a couple conversations, it worked itself out. I want to say like at least a year and a half it took for us to make a budget, remake a budget, and start agreeing on how we're going to do this. The biggest uh, disagreement we were having, of course, is like what to do with the debt. So you might think, he's actually, maybe you and him should have a conversation. He was kind of like, like, yeah, you know, we're, we're married, we're in this together. And I had felt like, oh my goodness, I'm bringing in all this debt. I got to figure out how to pay it. It actually, it took some months for him to convince me like, okay, this is our debt. We're going to pay this off. And this was the conversation we had um, where I felt comfortable with that. And of course, you know, that meant I was going to be changing certain things 
where I was spending. And what we did is we decided like what's important to us. And very quickly, we decided like, let's get this debt off, especially with the car loan. We weren't making a lot of money and that was like eating up a big chunk of it. So yeah, that was like the the first one. And there's, I mean, there's constantly something we don't quite agree with. Like we have the same goal, but we don't agree on how to get there. But that that really set the stage is like, how do we view money and how do we create a budget where we're both happy? Right. And how about you, Wendy? Tell us, was there a time? I'm sure we've all had it. Yes. No, there is. There still are times all the time. Because <laughs> now we're talking about everything, right? So the thing is, once you get, you know, open Pandora's box, then you're looking at everything. You're looking at all your debt and, and now you have to face it, right? Where are you at every month? Uh, how are you doing financially? Yeah. For us, the key has been deciding what our goals are, right? Um, getting in alignment with our goals. So for him, he came from a family where, you know, as long as you paid your house, your mortgage, like, you know, and the basics, life was good. Life was okay. He wasn't really thinking about wealth creation or what can we do next to evolve? Like, he's like, you know, we're good. Like all the bills are paid and then there's just a little bit left over to, you know, maybe take the kids somewhere and we're all good. For me, I was thinking, no, I want to figure out how to pay for college for three kids. I want to figure out how do we buy another property so that we can have some maybe some passive income coming in. I was thinking big picture, right? And I was also thinking generational. Like I want to be able to give my kids something and how can we think in terms of like longevity? So it definitely took an education process for each of us. And it took me really having to shift my energy right? Um, I'll tell you, oh, I'll tell you one story that happened. Yes. Where I was the one who was kind of keeping track of numbers a lot, right? And I noticed that his paycheck, that there was a certain month where his paycheck was really low. And I was like, what's going on with this? Why is it so low? And so I asked him, I said, hey, so I noticed for well, what February, whatever month, you know, that your paycheck was lower than, than what you thought. The twins were one years old by, at this time, by the way, they were one year old. So we had two one year olds in the house. We were not sleeping. Let me just give that as a disclaimer. <laughs> we were not sleeping. Life was rough. We were barely like surviving, right? We weren't even really having conversations, conversations. It was just about the kids. Like who needs what tomorrow? Who has what appointment? Who do we need to take to what place? Right. And who's taking care of who? So it was really stressful time for both of us. But I asked him and he actually said, oh, you know what? I think it's just a mistake from like my vacation pay or my holiday pay didn't get paid correctly, blah, blah, blah. Okay, next month, same thing happens. I'm like, hey, I'm noticing your paycheck again, blah, blah, blah. He says, oh yeah, you know, I just need to talk to HR about it. I just haven't figured it out, blah, blah, blah. Third month, and this time it wasn't happening, but I noticed the previous month's paychecks weren't like we hadn't gotten a reimbursement or a check in for it. So I'm like, what, you know, what's happening with February and March? And did we clear that up? And he's like, oh, you know, they actually paid me out cash. Okay, wait a minute here. This doesn't sound right. None of this sounds right. So I say, I'm going to call HR and just tell them that they made a mistake, you know, and um, actually get moving. And turns out, he had been taking time off and not telling me. Yes. Wow, right? 
So hello, big, big challenge in a relationship when somebody is lying to you. And he had been going to his dad's house and sleeping. That's all he had been doing because he was so exhausted. And I was exhausted too. I understood. I understood. Yeah. I had to learn how to shift my energy so that I was a space where he could be open and honest with me about everything regarding not just money, but, you know, our relationship and all of that. So yes, honesty around money. Thanks for sharing. Yes, Yes. Yes. So many lessons and valuable lessons around that. Well, Christina, how about you? And then we're going to wrap it up with one more question. So a time where you and your spouse were not on the same page. Yeah. So, so very similar to pieces of some of the other stories in that we never were really on the same page, not in a negative way. It's just that we, we have different come froms. He was always a saver and I have always been a spender. He comes from like, you have it, you spend it, you don't, you don't. I can't, in terms of coming into the relationship, I had no debt. He didn't have crazy debt. We had amazing credit scores. It's not until now. So I feel like I know that this is no judgment space, but I have kind of gone backwards and doing the things that, you know, teenage in your early teenage years, try to recover from in your adult life. (laughs) And I came into it, you know, having what would be considered, you know, an amazing circumstance and then had built myself a a nice nest egg of of debt. And so uh, we're not on the same page um, and have not really uh, adjusted. And I took some notes so I would be able to revisit them. What I would say that I would like to do moving forward is when we are saying yes to something, what are we saying no to? Because having the big change and not working for several years, that was an agreed, we did have a conversation about that. And he's from the background, like, I just want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy, kind of whatever it takes. And because I was so unhappy doing the work and and with all the things that came into that environment. But in terms of finances, what are we, if we're saying yes to, you know, putting this thing on our credit card and because it gives you instant gratification, but what are we saying no to and talking about those goals and what do we want to do? I think probably is the way that would, it's not necessarily just a money talk, right? It's like it's a lifestyle talk about what do we want to do as a team? And I wouldn't even say that I'm uncomfortable talking about money. It just kind of isn't the thing that's brought up. So framing it around something like you're looking into the future, you're something that you're looking forward to is like really my takeaway from this for my personal use, but also it's like kind of an aha moment. I love that. I love that question. What are you saying no to? That is fabulous. So I'm going to wrap it up with one last question. And just based on your experience, I know we're continuing to evolve in our relationship and our own personal journey. What would you, what would be one piece of advice or one tip that you can give the person listening at this very moment that has helped you as a couple to manage that money easier, even though it hasn't always been easy? But so what would you say that one tip is? So let's start with you, Wendy. Yeah, I would say, have a meeting at least once a month where you sit down and look at all the finances stuff, right? Where you can, you know, you each look at your bank accounts, you look at the joint bank account, 
you look at the numbers that came in and you make some decisions. So one thing is it's full transparency. You're going to see everything, which is really important because then you're not hiding anything from each other, right? You can see all the numbers, right? And then you can have a conversation about it and actually have a connection around it and schedule it like you would your kid's doctor appointment. You're never going to miss your kid's doctor appointment. So treat this the same way because this is really your financial health and the well-being of really of your kids also, of your whole family. Yeah. A non-financial person saying that. I love it. It's not coming <laughs> from me. It's not coming from hell. Love it. How about you, Christina? What would you say is your tip? I think my tip is what I said probably in the first, just before this question, which is if it's not something that you've ever really had a conversation about, start with the, what are your goals and what do you want to do? Because that you will be very clear about what you want to do. And then you can have the conversation about what will it take to get that to happen. And so I think that is, um, that's my, my piece. Love it. <laughs> and you, Elle, how about you? I feel like we're going to close this out on all on the same page, but you know me, Jen, like I'm a big believer in making conversations about money less stressful and wrapped around what you value. So like I always suggest couples go on money dates, like go out, have a night, you know, if you have kids, leave them at home, get a babysitter. Yeah. I mean, if they're seven, they need a babysitter, but you know, enjoy the company of each other and talk about, again, it, it is really, what are we spending our money on? Of course you have to pay, you know, your mortgage, your rent, roof of your head, the basics, but what do we want to do? Do we want to take the family on a trip? Do we want to go on a trip, you know, to strengthen our relationship, our marriage, our kids? Are they going to go to college? Well, how is that going to look? And make it less about the spreadsheets or, or pulling out numbers and more about, okay, what are we doing right now? How's it going this month? Hey, you know, summertime's coming up. Like my husband and I just had this chat. Uh, we're going to be doing a beach. We're dropping off a beach trip. We're dropping off the kids with their grandma. When? And, you know, that means this month we're going to brown bag a few uh, lunches because I want to spend some money at the beach at a nice restaurant where I don't have kids interrupting me. So uh, make it about that. Make it about like, what are you guys excited about? Yeah. And of course, you know, the real life implication is to spend money here. Like you mentioned, we have to say no here and be happy with that. And then practically speaking, because we're busy working parents, is once you guys agree on a plan, automate as much as your money as possible. Like if you say, okay, we are saving $200 this month because we were, you know, saving up for the next car or a down payment for the next car, put that. So your check comes in on Monday by Wednesday that deposits in because I been there, I've done it. And you are so busy taking care of the kids and you're taking care of work and you're taking care of this. You wait to the end of the month to save. There's nothing. I mean, I don't care if you're like a fantastic, you know, saver and, and you had the best intentions. The real life is we're so busy with things that are more important than money, but we should take care of the money. Love it. Well, thank you. Ladies, this has been fantastic. I love everything that you share. I love your experiences, the story, because this is what it is about, about sharing your experiences, the good and the bad. It's okay, right? We've all, we're not perfect. <laughs> we're never going to be perfect, but I appreciate each and every one of you just for being here, for joining me. Uh, for the first ever panel, I call it the Reina Crew. We'll see if we'll still stick with the name. So I appreciate it. I am curious, what did you think of this first ever panel? I hope that you enjoyed it. I really love how vulnerable, how raw, how honest these ladies got. 
To connect more with each of our Reina crew for today, you will find their full bio and information on today's show notes. But if you're ready to connect with them now and you just can't wait a second more to look at the show notes, you can simply look for Wendy at wendyamada.com. Then for L, just search couple money. You'll find her podcast and blog. And for Christina, look for her on Instagram on Chris two girls. So Chris with C-R-I-S, the number two and girls. But again, I will have those links and everything in today's show notes. Now, the reina of the week is a new part of the show where we recognize una mujer that has been working hard on becoming that reina of her dinero. In other words, the queen of her money. And the reina of this week is Veronica because she has gotten back to her budgeting and working on saving money by taking her lunch to work. Now we know that we have ups and downs in life where we're doing real well with our money and other times we just kind of give up and then we stay there for a long time or maybe for a little bit or we just stay there and just completely give up. And it's good to always just pick yourself up no matter where you're at. And I love how Veronica has just gotten back to it. I don't know how long she was off it. That doesn't matter. The point here is that she got back to her budgeting. She's back on it, taking her lunch to work to save that money. So if you want to nominate someone who you feel should be recognized, submit your nomination to jenhemphill.com forward slash reina of the week. This mujer can be anybody and doesn't have to be someone who is currently listening to this podcast. It could be a friend. It could be a coworker. It could be simply someone that has really inspired you to go further in your financial journey. And it could be someone that's, this person doesn't have to have it all together. The reality a check is that none of us do. And it can be just someone that's really working hard to get it together. And that is an inspiration in itself. So go ahead and nominate Reina of the week at jenhemphill.com forward slash Reina of the week. Now, each week, cada semana, we ask a new question, which by answering it, you get the opportunity to unlock a bonus freebie after answering these four questions. Today's question is about you. So this is simple. So the question is, when was a time in your relationship where you and your significant other were not on the same page? And how did you handle this? Because I'm curious to know the answers. To answer the Pregunta of the Week, you do need a free account in the Her Dinero Matters Hub, which is formerly known as the Her Money Matters Academy. Please note, you already have a free account if you receive my emails on a weekly basis and or you have grabbed the My Daily Money Ritual PDF or have made a purchase from me. So you already have a free account and anybody can have a free account because the Her Dinero Matters Hub is a a site where you have resources free and paid. So it's a mix of the both. All you have to do is go to herdineromattershub.com to log in or reset your password or to start the account by grabbing the My Daily Money Ritual. The Pregunta of the Week will be announced in each new episode after you answer those four questions for that month. It will unlock a fabulous freebie for you. Now, no worries. You will get an email notification and directions on where to go to download that freebie. Hint, it will be that freebie will be available in our fabulous 
her Dinero Matters hub. Again, to gain access to this month's freebie, you need to answer all four questions. And as of today, that fourth question (laughs) is available for you. If you're listening to this at a later date, you can still grab that freebie by answering the questions for this month's theme, which is love and money. Next week, we start a new month, which means a new theme and a new freebie for grabs. July's theme is all about travel. For next week's episode, it will just be you and I, where I share with you my tips on how to save for travel and make it a normal thing in your life. And that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Wendy, Elle, and Christina for joining us for really diving in and volunteering to join us on the first ever panel on this podcast and for being so raw, for being vulnerable and real. You can check out more on how to connect with them on today's show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 176. Also, don't forget, if you love this episode or this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you share it with a friend, family member, coworker, or even a stranger. Nunca se sabe, you never know when someone's in pain in their financial life. And just the sheer sharing of this podcast or if an episode may be that push or inspiration they need to move forward. Until then, stay consistent on those money actions and habits so you can not only be the reina of your money, but love your dinero more. You've got this. Tu puedes. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. I'll talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.